All right, here we go. Just waiting for the YouTube channel to go live here. All right, here we are. Uh, good morning. This is Caleb from the Walk with God podcast. I am your host, Caleb Arend, and this uh, today is January eighth, two thousand twenty. I want to start today off um, by going over what we're going to be reading today. Today we're going to be reading from the Book of Psalms, the Book of Proverbs, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. Uh, let me just adjust the camera a little bit here. There we go. Uh, we're going to read from Psalm chapter 8, Genesis 18, verses 16 through chapter 19, verse 38, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 through 15, and Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through chapter 7, verse 14. We are uh, going to start with a word of prayer. Uh, before we start with prayer, I'd like to ask for a prayer for a couple of specific things. Um I know with the, the rocket and missile attack over in Iran uh, or by the Iranian forces towards some of the U.S. military personnel over there, um, that some of the threats are definitely increasing. Um, I, I don't believe that any U.S. military soldiers have been killed by these missile attacks, but we definitely need to keep them in prayer. So please keep them in prayer. Please keep all of our soldiers all over um the world in prayer, and please also keep all of our missionaries, um, the servants of God, please keep our nation in prayer, please keep our president and vice president in prayer, as well as our senators and our congressmen, that they would be in line with the will of God and the word of God, and that they would stand for the Constitution, that they would stand for the freedom of, uh, of speech, freedom of free practice of religion, they would stand for the Second Amendment, and that they would stand for um, all of the, the all of the articles and things that have been written into the Constitution, especially the the first ten, which is the Bill of Rights. Um, with that being said, let's uh, start today with a word of prayer. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this country. Thank you for the freedoms that it was founded upon: the freedom of worship of you and the freedom of being able to own our own land and um, and to use those rights and those responsibilities then to worship and glorify you more. Help us, I pray, Father, to glorify and honor you. Please help us to use our tongues, our mouths, and our actions wisely. Help us to use our minds wisely. Please help us to think, Lord, in the way that is in line with your word and with your will. Heavenly Father, I pray for our president, I pray for our troops, I pray for all of our leaders. Please help them to lead wisely and effectively. Help them to make the right decisions and the smart decisions to protect all of our citizens. Lord, I pray for uh, our U.S. military forces over in Iraq, in Kuwait, in uh, the middle, all of the Middle East, Lord, please protect them. Please keep them safe. Please surround them with a shield of protection and send your angels to guard them, I pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for the people of Iran, the people of Iraq and Syria and all the surrounding nations. Lord, I pray for the world. Please help them to have a burden upon their mind and upon their hearts that they are lost without you. Help them to desire to know you, Lord, and to desire to be saved by your Son, by you. And Father, I pray 
all this, and I pray that you would help us today to study your word. Please speak to our hearts and minds. Help us to take your word from the message today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me today, uh, this eighth day of January, uh, starting the second seven-day week of uh, the 52 weeks in the year 2020, one week down. Uh, it's hard to believe. Not a not a calendar week, but um, or not a Monday through Sunday week, but a full like seven day. Anyway, let's get into Psalm chapter eight today. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. How great is our God, how amazing and how wonderful, and how great our responsibility as man that was created in his image and was set in dominion over his creation. What is man that thou art mindful of him, Lord? Man, when I think about the universe, all the different galaxies and the stars that have been made, and our place in that, that's... Uh, it is just astounding that the Lord would trust us with his earth and his creation. We see that we are a little lower than the angels. We don't have the power of angels. Only one angel was sent to punish and discipline David when he sinned against the Lord. But for three days, and I believe uh, about 70,000 people died then. And then one angel was sent to destroy Sennacherib and the army of the Assyrians. And over 100,000 soldiers from Assyria died at that point. That's just one angel. <laughs> and uh, we're, we, we are made a little lower than the angels, it says. Um, and that we, are, we have dominion over the earth. And, but God is so amazing. And so wonderful. And I hope that as we continue to study his word, we will get to know him better. And it says, Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. And we see Jesus actually refer to this passage uh, later in scripture. And we will look at that later in the year. If, turn with me, please, if you would, to Genesis chapter 18 today. If you have your Bible, please open it. And turn with me to Genesis chapter 18. We're going to be at verse 16. And we're going to go from 16 to 1938. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? 
excuse me, as I drink some coffee here. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure they be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure, there shall be there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure, there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. <clears throat> Chapter 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at Eden, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, all people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. And they said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now will we do worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand, and pulled Lot into the house to them, and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. 
And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place? For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth, and set him without the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my lord. Behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. O let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city for the, for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore this, the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities, and all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the land of the plain, and beheld. And lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass... When God destroyed the cities of the plain, that God remembered Abraham, and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. And Lot went up out of Zoar, and dwelt in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in, and lay with her father, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow, that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make him drink wine this night also, and go thou in, and lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the children, uh, thus were both the daughters of Lot, of Lot with child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger she also bare a son and called his name Ben Ami. The same is the father of the children of the Ammon unto this day.
here we see in chapters 18 and 19 that Abraham has this conversation with God, asking him, are you going to destroy all of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah? What, what there are 50 righteous people. And then talking with them all the way down to uh, 45, then 40, then 35, 30, uh, 20, 10. What if there, excuse me, what if, what if there's Lot and his 10 family members there? And Lord says, if there are 10 people there, then that are righteous, I will not destroy the city for their sake. And Abraham must realize that there must not be 10 righteous people there. There must only be maybe Lot and maybe, maybe some of his family aren't even considered that, uh, that righteous or his family, like relatives. Here we see also that, uh, we have, um, Lot and the, the story of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and how they are destroyed and how Lot is then taken from and rescued by the angels from the city and from the wicked men of the city that were trying to um, hurt him and trying to... All right, please excuse me and uh, we'll continue later. Okay, going live on YouTube now. Okay, here we go. Uh, welcome to the second part of the Walk With God podcast. Um, I'm your host, Caleb Arend, and today is January 8th, uh, 2020. This is it's now 12.26 p.m. Central Standard Time, coming to you from Texas. And uh, this morning, we studied the book of Genesis, um, chapter 18 through ver chapter 19, verse 38. And we also um, read through Psalm chapter 8. Uh, I didn't get to talk about uh, part of the Bible reading we had for Genesis today, where we had um, Lot. It was immediately after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we see that he and his family and his uh, wife were warned not to look back, not to um, not to desire Sodom and Gomorrah and the things that were in there that they had had when they were left, but to, to flee and to run and don't don't look back, don't desire that city and those things that you're leaving, but just go and flee. And so they they did that, but Lot's wife didn't fully obey that commandment. She looked back. She wanted what she was leaving behind. And because of that, we see the consequences of that was that she was turned into a pillar of salt. And we have to realize that there are always consequences that come with not obeying the word of God and not obeying the will of God. And if we're warned against something, especially, then, then we need to take heed to that warning. Uh, then we also see that um, Lot's daughters, while they are in a cave up in the mountains, uh, the they get Lot, their father, drunk and lay with him and uh, conceive children by him. And the Bible we, we have to be careful and know that the Bible's not approving of this. 
the Bible's not saying that this was okay, but we, the Bible does record accurately the history of things that happen and of decisions that people have made. And so accurately here, it is recording what the daughters did and what they chose to do, even though it was not approved of by God. <clears throat> but the Bible records it as its accurate history. And so now we can know uh, what happened. Now, if you will, please turn with me to Proverbs. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 15. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 15. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He, excuse me, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, and they froward in their paths. Here we see in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 15, that wisdom comes from God. It says in the very first verse there, in the sixth verse, I'm sorry, for the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He's laying all this up. He's preparing this in the mouths and in the hearts of the teachers of Israel and through his prophets and those that are writing for him, writing his word. He gives and he lays up that source of wisdom, knowledge, understanding for the righteous. He is a shield. He warns people. He prepares people. He gives them the ways that they should go, the principles and the virtues that they should live by in their life. Then after that, after you study and when you study and know his ways, his principles, then you shall have understanding and you shall understand righteousness and judgment. And when wisdom is in your heart, this will prepare you. It'll give you discretion. It'll help you to understand what's the right, what's wrong. It'll help you to understand how you can avoid evil, how you can avoid the paths of evil men, the snares that they try to prepare for the righteous to snare them, how they will try to manipulate, how they will try to set traps. Today, we have to be especially aware of those. It's not physical traps as much nowadays, but it, um, we're caught sometimes in the web of um, contracts and things that people intentionally make complicated and confusing and convoluted just so that they can try to get take advantage of other people. And we need to understand that and be able to have a response that is based on the Lord's wisdom so that we can walk in the paths of, up, of uprightness. Now, let's turn over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 25 through chapter 7, verse 14. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through seven fourteen. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, 
nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Chapter 7 Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again, and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Matthew chapter 6 and chapter 7. We see, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or drink. Jesus is telling us that you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money and man and the lust for power in this world. You can't serve both. It's either one or it's the other. This is as separate as light is from darkness. You can serve the light and you can serve God or you can serve darkness. If you choose to worry, and if you choose to think about all these things that he goes through, about clothes and food and what things are going to happen tomorrow, you're 
going to be worrying about things that you cannot control. You're going to be worrying about how you can make yourself taller or you can turn your hair from black to gray or gray or from gray to black and from bald to full heads of hair. And those are things that you can't control. Leave that to God. Worry today. Uh, I'm sorry, not worry, but have faith in God for today and work on the things that you can work on today. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Judge not that ye be not judged. And it's uh, skipping ahead that therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Now, there are judgments in the word of God that we can take that are God's definitions and if he defines something as evil, we can know that it is, since God's word is perfect truth, that that thing is evil. If he defines it as sin, then we can know that that thing that he is defining as sin, because God's word is truth, is sin. If we know that something that he is describing and defining as good, though, we can know, per, because of his perfect word, that that thing is good. Serving God, loving God is good. And here he's saying that if you would want men to do something for you or to you, you should do that. For this is the law and the prophets. Serving God, loving God, doing good for God, toward him and toward other people. And it also then that, um, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under your feet and turn again and rend you. This is uh, this is saying that we should take God's wisdom and God's perfect judgment and we should hold on to his wisdom as the treasure that it is, as, as it is described as um, jewels and gold and silver and worthwhile treasure that should be sought after in the Proverbs and not just cast it before swine or before dogs and... In, uh, in type, like the typology of the Bible, um, dogs are sometimes used to refer to Gentiles, or um, the swine are referred to things that are unclean and unholy. And it's not literally saying that don't cast your pearls before swine. Um, it's using that as an, as an example, but it, it means don't just declare the things of God and the wisdom of God before those who are not going to listen to you about it. Um, don't declare the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of God when people are just going to scorn you about it and they're not going to listen to you with the intention of trying to learn or trying to get saved. And we see that uh, getting saved is only by one way. In verses 13 through 14, enter ye in at the straight gate, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Um, we see that in uh, Romans 4, uh, I'm sorry, John 14, 6, Jesus says that I am the way, the straight gate and the, the narrow way, the truth and the life. And here we see that if Jesus is the only way to life, then he is such a straight and narrow way that is only wide enough that you can see only him 
at that straight and narrow gate there. If you want to reach life, you have to go through Jesus. And, but wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. How wide and how broad? Well, it is as wide and as broad as all the rest of the world, because everything else other than Jesus leads to destruction. And only through Jesus can you come to his everlasting life. So here is the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, just a continuation of this, his uh, famous Sermon on the Mount, that judge not others because you'll be measured by what you measure to others, but use wise judgment that God has already declared and use that to live your life based on his principles and his virtues. Live your life the way that you would want others to treat you, treat them, love them, love them as God would want you to love them and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and only in him for your salvation. Thank you for your tuning in today to the Walk With God podcast, especially the second part of it. I hope you are having a wonderful day and uh, having a great lunch. And uh, God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow. All right, have a great day.